I think what makes high intensity interval training so so very popular today is the fact that it's a quick hit. It's literally high intensity interval training. It in the modern world of likes, comments, quick sharing, TikTok videos, Instagram reels, high intensity interval training has an alert to it. The basic premise is work your ass off for 10 minutes and feel the benefits for 24, 48, 72 hours. Now I'm a big fan of HIT, high intensity interval training. I've been doing CrossFit for a number of years now and I've seen dramatic benefits. But I started my fitness journey in a very different way. I started my fitness journey with running on a treadmill and I built it up slowly over time and I, I learned to love the treadmill. It was like, whether I knew it or not, it was like a meditative process. It was me running with my thoughts, running to a destination in my head. And I was never a runner, so it felt good every time I had achieved my run for that week or that day. And slowly, gradually over time, the cardio mixed with my low carbohydrates diet at the time and intermittent fasting, I lost nearly 100 pounds of fat. And I've kept most of that off to this day. So while I think that high intensity training has immense benefits and I could not be more thankful for it, I think the people that do it on a regular base for it, mainly CrossFitters, can definitely benefit from going deeper into more zone two training, something where you are keeping your heart rate at a pace where you can have like a steady conversation with somebody. Or one of the best proxies that I've personally used is just nasal breathing. Get on the bike erg, get on the ski erg, get on the freaking echo bike, get on your normal bike outside, go for a run, but try your best to just keep the entire session a nasal breathing session. I find that helps tremendously to keep your body in check as to whether you are going too intense or not too intense. And then once again, you know, I've touched on it, but movement is a piece of the puzzle. So is meat, so is mindfulness. When you combine all three of those, I believe that's when optimal health and well-being is achieved. So my general philosophy is eat an ancestrally aligned meat-based ketogenic diet. That means that you are prioritizing meat and fat and protein at every single meal. Save your carbohydrates for the evening if you can. That'll keep you in a fat-burning state throughout the day. And then when you do spike your blood sugar towards the end of the day, usually at dinner, you are going to be going to bed. So that blood sugar spike is going to be put to good use. It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to repair your muscles, so forth. And then movement, anything that honors the physical presence of your body. Your body has wisdom. And when you move well, you unlock that wisdom. And movement can be anything. It can be CrossFit. It can be yoga. It can be breathing exercises. It can be walking. It can be cold plunging, cold shower, anything that has a physical presence, movement honors the body. And then finally, mindfulness. Mindfulness is the glue that essentially holds everything together. And this means living an examined life. There's no point in having a perfect body, perfect abs. If you're a pretty shitty person, you've got no, you've got no virtue, you've got no morals. And this can look like anything from meditation to the occasional journeying with psychedelics and ceremonies with guided individuals that know what they're doing not just going to parties and taking mushrooms 
although we've all been there. Hey, journaling is another one that I really, really enjoy and I recommend, especially if you're feeling anxious. It's a kind of a paradox when you put all of your thoughts, your vulnerabilities, unencumbered, unedited on the page and you see them, it makes you realize how detached you actually are from your thoughts. And those things that you put on the page, those written statements and ideas and doubts and fears are just those. They're just doubts, they're just fears, they're just appearances in consciousness. It doesn't mean it is happening to you. That's just probably happening for you and you need to see them for what they are and they're probably telling you something, that's why they're there but they're nothing to be scared of. So journaling is one way of befriending your suffering. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you did enjoy this, please like, subscribe, comment. It does go a long way to help people find my work. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Let me know in the comments if you did enjoy this. And if you haven't already, I've got a weekly newsletter, which I send out every week. And it's called The Weekly Brew. It's basically a concoction of things that I'm thinking of in the week around meat movement, mindfulness, but it's usually a quote, it's usually thoughts on books I'm reading, it's something interesting I've seen on Twitter that I'm retweeting, whole bunch of stuff. It's the highlight of my week and it's a direct contact between me and you, which is the reason I do this. Um, I love YouTube, but I get more satisfaction out of the comments and the pure connection that I have through my weekly newsletter. So again, sign up to that and I will catch you in the next episode.